Cheers. Today I'm drinking herbal tea. Here, here we go. H2O. That's what I got. Hey, happy Friday the 13th, Sean. Yes, right back at you, man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we're going to get right into it because there's a lot to talk about today. So, yeah, I'm going to start with the Friday the 13th just in general. And I'm thinking well, if should really we like... give an overview of the entire episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, this week, we obviously Friday the 13th is tomorrow. So we had to make it a topic. And to do that, we did some research on Friday the 13th in general. And we watched the movie Friday the 13th from 1980. Yep. So now we're filling you in on it all. We got serious reviews coming later. So I'm thinking, right, like there's a lot about why 13's unlucky and why Friday could be potentially a big deal and why Friday the 13th could be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we take off, we'll do a Friday the 13th episode. But just the meat and potatoes of it is. Hammurabi's code left out the 13th law when it was written in legal codes. In actuality, that was just an error, but that's why a lot of people think 13's unlucky. Also, Mm -hmm. in the Bible, Judas was the 13th guest at the Last Supper, and he betrays Jesus. And in Norse legends, uh, there was a similar dinner party, and Loki, the god of mischief, was the 13th one to show up, upsetting the balance of 12 being the perfect number. Mm. Why Friday? It's a great question, Sean. Well, according to the Bible, <laughs> Jesus died on a Friday. Uh, Eve ate the a- Eve gave the apple to Adam on a Friday. From what? College. Yep. And Cain killed Abel on a Friday. Okay. So I, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna I don't like being superstitious. I'm gonna throw out there the Adam and Eve thing. I call BS. <laughs> that's that's I mean, they weren't wearing clothes that. at the time but we're keeping track of the calendar yeah right like if and if they're the first two people like what's what's the deal there how they already got monday through friday established like, no clothes but they have the uh the, the days of the week established <laughs> yeah i don't know about that one um, yeah that one's a stretch by the time they had kids maybe they're given given days of the week yeah, I, I'm sure they had some sort of number system, maybe, but just like it was probably just like cold this part of the year, warm this part of the year type deal. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, Canterbury Tales depicts Fridays as a bad day. What's that? And, uh, Canterbury Tales? Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think they're like fairy tales. <laughs> um, that's the best of my knowledge. And then some playwright used to call it Friday face when someone looks sad or angry. So I guess Fridays just got bad vibes. Um, first real appearance of the term Friday the 13th was written by some stock market guy who said he was going to deliberately crash it. Uh, and then one year later, the New York Times started publishing like things about superstitions about Friday the 13th. Was this the pre-fake news era or post? Because I 1908, think that... so I'll let you decide. All right, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so definitely, there's some fake news somewhere in there. I, I was going to say, what makes them the Friday the 13th authority now? Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. 
And then the one that the reason why people are really starting to think like Friday the 13th is like a bad deal is because again, it's got that religious aspect to it. Yeah. October 13th in 1307, King Philip the fourth of France arrested hundreds of the Knights Templar. Wow. So then there's a bunch of random stuff going on. Um, CNN told me the other day that there's an estimated 800 to 900 million dollars in spending lost based on superstitions on Friday the 13th. Well, there's definitely gambling money lost. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't think anybody who gambles regularly is betting any money on Friday the 13th. Yeah. That's just stay home from work day if you're a professional gambler. So. If the month starts on a Sunday, there's going to be a Friday the 13th. Okay. And then here's like, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff on the number 12, but I'll, I'll, leave, I'll skip all that. Hotels and airlines may cut prices on Friday the 13th. And then the last thing, this is actually the last one that I want to cover before we start talking about this movie. Uh, Greece, Romania, and Spanish-speaking countries actually, it's Tuesday the 17th, uh, Tuesday the 13th. And in Italy, it's Friday the 17th. So. What? Yep. I, that was the thing I was most interested in, honestly. I was like, is everybody else just going like crazy Americans or what? So, I don't That kind of debunks the whole superstition thing. Because then it just depends on where you are in the world. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows when I was a kid, they wanted to do a Friday the 13th special. So since it came out on Tuesdays, they made a Tuesday the 17th episode. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny, and they spoofed the movie. So, perfect transition. Wow! Here so we are. <laughs> my first time ever seeing the movie. All right, that makes me super excited because I I kind of hope. All right, this will in, contain spoilers. If you have not seen the movie, stop watching now. All right. Of course, it will contain spoilers. We how how do we review the whole thing without talking about the end? That's impossible. <laughs> So you thought it was Jason the whole time, right? Uh, no. Okay. So, okay. So I thought my first instinct was Crazy Man Ralph. <laughs> good, good. Right? Because I, I was like, this guy's a nut job. He's showing up in the pantry of the kitchen. Why is he in the pantry? Why did he think to go in there? Obviously, he's a lunatic. He would be number one suspect if murders start happening. But then when we get to campsite, I was like, okay, it's either Ralph or the the head guy. The How counselor. about the head counselor who's literally carrying an axe when uh, we first see him? Yeah, well, I, I thought it might be him, but he had an alibi. So I was like, okay, like, whatever. And Not him. he had a Jeep, which was yeah, a quality one. misdirect. They were like, yeah. oh, he's got the Jeep. She's got the Jeep. Yeah. Is it going to be? So I, I thought it was either the, the head counselor or the crazy guy, Ralph. Um, All right. I feel like we should go through this, like, kind of start to finish of the story so nobody's yeah. taking anything out of context either. All right. I'm going to cover some <clears throat> basics. So the franchise has 12 movies in the series, which, again, I think is lazy because – You think that's lazy? Bro. I thought that was absurd. absurd. Friday the 13th, you really couldn't just pop out another one. Okay, okay. I understand that. When I saw that there was a second one, I thought they did too much. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I have a fun fact about the second one. Okay, so what? the series was actually supposed to be an anthology series, which is why the director was different. Oh, uh, because, yeah, they didn't plan on, or originally when the guy made it, they were planning on making sequels, but they weren't planning on the sequels to have Jason. It was going to be like camp horror, and I don't know why it was going to be called Friday the 13th, but mm. boom. They just wanted to keep rolling it with, with like a different camp murder each time, which I thought was cool. Okay. Um, there were comic books, movies, video games, books, and merchandise. The film grossed over $468 million, uh, at the box office worldwide. And then originally it was created to cash in on the success of Halloween. Okay. I understand that. As yeah. somebody who saw it for the first time, I would not recommend to anyone. I thought it was a trash movie. Wow. <laughs> I didn't <Okay>. like it. <laughs> like I it was just too predictable for me. Oh really? Cause you cause you saw you saw Mrs. Voorhees being the killer the whole time. No, but I at the same time, like when we talk about the end, how many opportunities was there? for the old lady to get murdered before she got murdered. Like yeah. it was at the point where I was yelling at the TV, like, what are you doing? She knocks her out multiple occasions and runs away. Drops a, machete, drops a machete on the ground, runs away. No, I was like, take the knife, kill the lady. She killed your friends. She's trying to kill you. Don't run away and hide. Like you're not getting away. You're not getting anywhere. Kill her. Kill her and kill her and get away with it. I, I almost like started a tally going. It was like four or five different times. <laughs> but um, that's, that's that's fair. We can, we can get more into my review at the end. Let's uh, <laughs> take it back to the start. Take it back to the start. It was released May 9th, 1980. Uh, again, I think that's lazy. It should have been released on a Friday the 13th. Just me. That's probably just all about profitability. It seems like they were milking this for as much money as they could. So it was the second it's done, it's going out. Uh, it was originally going to be called A Long Night as at Camp Half-Blood, or Camp Blood. It was filmed okay. in Hardwick, New Jersey, at Camp No Be Bo School. Okay. Camp is still operational, and they have a wall dedicated to Friday the 13th. Mm. Budget was... 550,000 and they grossed 39 million. And Wait, what happened to 400 million they grossed? I think that's like overall. Oh, like all the, all the, all the films, the other stuff that they sold. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, like, like the other films in the franchise as well. Yeah. 468 million. Uh, the run okay. time on 35 minutes. Uh, it was written. Okay. So originally when they produced or when they were trying to get money and funding for it, the guy only showed the intro where it says Friday the 13th and it crashes into the glass. Huh. And they didn't even have a script written yet, but he got funding. Wow. Yep. That's pretty crazy. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much my fun facts. The rest of these I'll sprinkle <laughs> as, as it goes out. The I film mean, was written in two weeks and filmed in 28 days. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay. This is what happens when you don't have to show any preview to get funding and you throw a script together in two weeks. See, this I knew you were going to hate this movie. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the, uh, just, if you're thinking about watching it, remember barely a pitch situation, two weeks writing start to finish. 
<laughs> All right, let's start with the movie, Sean. Let's get into the, the beginning. What's All her right. name? Annie? She's hitchhiking to camp, right? Dude, it's 1958. Oh, yeah, there's the, there's the past thing. So I got a theory about the old lady. We'll talk about it at the end. All right. I was picking up on things. I, I know why who lived lived and, and who died died. All right. Well, pretty much every died. Yeah, but I know why. All right. Not, no, not in in this prequel area. They're all yeah. at the 1958 camp thing. Yeah. Only two of them die. And you know why that is, Sean? Because they were having sex. Yep. That's my mm-hmm. theory. Because, you know, the only person in the whole movie who didn't who wasn't like, okay, not everybody got action, but you know that the two playing strip poker were both drunk, high. Three. She, the, the final girl was playing strip I, monopoly. I know, but she never took her clothes off. And the other two Good. were the drunk and high ones with no clothes on, and you knew something was happening between them if they both had their clothes off already. That's why that girl lived. <laughs> okay. Totally fair. Also, so fun fact, the camp counselor that's in the beginning yeah, that gets the first kill of the franchise, he is actually, I think, a producer. So okay. that's a little fun, fun little tidbit. All right. So now it's present day. And Anna shows up. I think her name is Annie. Oh, uh, yeah, it's okay. Annie. So she's like hitchhiking to camp. This, this whole girl, this situation was weird to me. She's hitchhiking to camp, right? She sees the crazy guy, Ralph, in town. He tells her not to go to the camp. Yep. Everybody dies. She gets in with the trucker guy. Well, she goes to the, the restaurant first. And yeah. another critical review. Yeah. So everybody there is kind of like, oh, don't go there. It's yeah. cursed. It's like almost like one of those old-fashioned like mm-hmm. vampire stories where they're like, don't go to the house. Like It's haunted. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what I was kind of getting the vibe of. It's a good vibe. Yeah, I, I got the vibe, too, of that in there. Uh, but then she gets in the truck. Weird thing. Did you see how she gets in the truck? The dude just grabs her ass and pushes her up. Yeah. Yo, I was like, I was like, okay. At that moment, I was like, she's dead. Like, she's, <laughs> she's young, girl, <laughs> young girl. She is hitchhiking by herself. And she's letting strangers touch her butt as she gets into a truck. This girl is dead. She's got no guard up. She's not even going to see it coming, herself dying. I That's think my I, prediction right there. I even quoted, she says, excuse me, hi, boy. <laughs> the dialogue what? was trash. I, like, some of the dialogue, I was just like, why, how, who approved this? Two uh, weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> That's all I got to say to that. Yeah. So um, then the it. hitchhiking from strangers, not a good call. Mm-mm. Not a good call. And Ralph, definitely, they're, they're trying to make you think Ralph's the killer right off the bat. They want you to think that. They did a good job of that. Because mm-hmm. I thought it. Dude, that dude can apparently teleport. I don't know how he got in the, <laughs> the cabinet, but he made it. I don't know either. That was, that was crazy. And then we have our next big, like, ooh, moment with the axe being chopped, and it's the owner. Which we kind of already went into. Yeah, so they, they like pull up. Uh, a different group of people pulls up to the campsite. And their first introduction to the, the head honcho camp counselor is this dude chopping just wood with his shirt off. Uh, and he puts him to work right away. Yeah, which, again, 
why? Like, the, the, the guy has no chill. He was just like, all right, right, right off the bus, get, get working. So, yeah. Kind of, kind of whatever, weird. though. So, it was kind of weird to me. Um, I, I mean, they, they're all, like, teenagers, but they all kind of, like, stumble upon getting there, which what seems like absolutely no research about the summer camp that they're going to work at. Well, it's almost like it's the 1980s and that we didn't have a computer. Yeah, but, like, you would think, like, maybe there would be, like, a pamphlet or something. Or, like, the one girl hitchhiked there. And then the other couple, three, four people, they drove there. Yeah. They got a – how do you get a job? How do you let – like, how do, you, how do you get a job somewhere where you know nobody who has gone to this camp? It's got no reputation in the – you would at least ask your neighbors, hey, I got offered a job at this camp. Like, you ever hear of it? Nope. No. No. Oh, that's the one where there were uh, – the kid drowned, two people died, and then there yeah. were fires. Like, you you would at least, like, try to figure something out. I get it. There's no internet. But, yeah. like, a little bit weird to me. Everybody just kind of shows up. Um, and then there's the important scene with the – which also kind of threw you for a curb with the, the head counselor who was chopping wood. He tries to get Brenda to stay an extra oh, yeah. week. I don't think her name is Brenda. I think her name is Alice. Her name's Alice? I think so. I'm not 100% on that either. I, okay, that's another thing this movie did terribly. Names, terrible. I couldn't pick up on who was who or what was what. Yeah, I, I was the same way. It, it was bad with names. <laughs> but yeah, he tried getting her to stay, which I feel like shows that she's not really the typical virgin final girl. Because like, she was like, oh yeah, I drew you last night. And I was thinking like maybe kind of Titanic drawings where it's like, Oh, but, yeah, I, I thought she was drawing him naked. Yeah, okay, that's the vibe I got, too. That was what I went to. Um, uh, there was some foreshadowing, the archery, right? The yeah. girl was right there. Yeah. And, fun fact, the arrow was shot by either a cameraman or a producer. It wasn't actually shot by Ned, is I think the guy. That's just That dude was just a pain in the ass the whole movie. I thought they were all a pain in the ass. I think, though, that kind of adds to it, right? Because they're all getting really annoying, and you're just, like, looking for them to get killed. Well, that was my I, – I, I can go into this in my review part. Let's, let's keep going because I have so many, like, overarching critical things to talk okay. about, you know? Um, yeah, so – But I thought the important thing there that, that made you think it was the camp counselor was whatever the girl's name who was doing the drawings was like, I might go back to California. I don't know if this is going to work out. And he's like, just stay one more week for me. And when he said that, I was like, she is dead in the next week. Easy. Yeah. So then Anna dies. Yeah. In the woods. Surprise, uh, hitchhiking accident. <laughs> who saw that coming? <laughs> so I thought what was cool about the way they shooting it and this goes throughout the whole movie is they do like a little voyeuristic view where you're getting the view so you're almost the killer like the whole time yeah i did like that i thought that was cool i thought that was awesome and this was probably one of the first movies that like i mean they did it in psycho as well but also there's a ton of connections to psycho all right continue with the plot um the cop shows up yeah well they they all make like comments like wondering where the other girl is that she never shows up, but then that, they drop that in like ten minutes. Yeah, they're just like, I guess she didn't make it. Yeah, whatever. Um, go ahead. Cop shows up. He. That's it. I mean, he was just like, "Hey, what's up?" Okay. And this. This was a big scene, right? <laughs> okay. 
Go for it. Because we, we see what's going on here. We all know what's going on here, but we see what's going on here. Yeah. One dude, whatever guy's name is, maybe it's Ned or whatever, he yeah. comes out screaming, basically in his underwear, dressed as a Native American. And I knew right away. I was like, they're hooking up with each other. This guy's got no clothes on, and they're doing drugs because this guy is drugged Ned's out. whacked out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's doing. We know that they were smoking pot. It was like, what, what is this? Cocaine? Snorting? Yeah. Got you running through the woods screaming? Like... I don't know, but I was like, yeah, this is what's going on here. Like a bunch of young people, they, they go there. You, we saw in one of the other scenes, they're just hanging out in the water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Drowning. That was again, Ned faking drowning. So you can make out with a girl. Yep. Quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic camp story. <laughs> that's why that scene was a big deal. Cause it was just a big, what the fuck moment. Like and that's when you knew. What's this guy doing? Nobody's paying attention. Everybody's on drugs. I yeah. Um, did you go to camp as a kid? Mm, not sleepaway camp. All right. I also didn't go to sleepaway camp. I thought maybe it would hit a little harder if you went to sleepaway camp or something. Yeah. I, I always kind of wanted to, but it just it never happened for me. Yeah, same. Um, where were we? Uh, the generator goes out, so Kevin Bacon fixes it. Um. <laughs> I thought this was like, oh, Kevin Bacon's a cool dude. That, that's what I thought I got out of it. And then... Um, well, is this when it starts raining? Yeah, and then the people... This is when everybody starts to split up. Yeah, so... They start splitting up, and Ned's the one that, that splits up first, right? And he sees somebody in the, uh, the cabin, he's like, oh, hey! And they're like, oh, hey! And then they vanish, and then... We don't hear from Ned for quite a bit. Yeah, so that bothered me a lot because I, I was like, Ned, you know everybody at this campsite. If you don't <laughs> recognize someone, why are you going to talk to them? What are you doing, Ned? Why are you going in there by yourself? And why don't you think to turn the lights on when you're in there? Yeah, that is, uh, that's how you die. That's how you die. Yeah, Ned. exactly. Well, and the generator might not have been fixed by that point. Oh, you're right. Okay. that's No, no, no. Never mind because I thought it was – I don't know. There are two guys that looked exactly the same. Uh, so one of them was with Kevin Bacon trying to fix it. And then that's, I do think that's when Ned died. So I don't think he turned the lights. I think he just did it. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't think the light situation was working at that point. Quality off screen death. I gotta say that was a nice little setup, right? What? That, that Ned died in the cabin, right? So he's in the cabin. The killer kills him in the cabin, right? Yes. Where does the killer go from here? Under the bed. Cause the killer sees... Kevin Bacon and yeah. his girl coming in. I had a big problem with this. All right, okay. let's see. I picture you've seen bunk beds before in your life, right? Okay, Sean, it is super dark right now. You already said it yourself. You said, why didn't you tell they, me nope. dark? They lit a candle. Okay. I nope. don't think Kevin Bacon was focusing on the other bunk beds. Let's just say I think he had other priorities. I'm just saying when you're doing that and there's not many people at the campsite, you probably want to make sure things don't get weird with the group and you do it right in front of somebody, right? You gotta I mean, you're not going to go looking in an empty cabin to see if anybody's there. You know no one's there. But, what it, okay, so I pictured like the top bunk of a bunk bed. It's usually yeah. like eye level. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. What, is he? Does he not look before he gets into bed? How do you not notice yeah. a body? Maybe 
I, I'm just looking like, at his babe, Sean. He was looking at his you babe. Don't, while you're while you're shaking the bed and rocking it, you don't feel the extra weight on the on the top bunk. They're, they're new to this. They're new to this cat. They're new to this bed. I just I just call bullshit. I was, was like, this when you texted me? This is softcore porn. Yes, exactly. Because I was like, what am I watching? And they start doing it just like the 1958 couple, and I'm like, they're dead. That's it. So softcore porn was where the director started. Another fun fact. And, and when I, you told me that, I was like, surprise, he never left. <laughs> <laughs> or he wasn't ready to leave, at least. He wasn't ready to give that up. He still liked it. He knew what he was good at. Mm-hmm. All right, so the girl, after they have sex, the girl gets out. She's going to go shower, bathroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon's laying in bed, and then he feels a drop of blood on him, or a drop of something, he checks, and it's blood. Mm-hmm. Boom. Arrow through the neck, blood shooting out. Yeah. Another fun fact. That blood shooting out was actually not scripted. Their prosthetic wasn't working correctly, and one of the like the people that was in charge of the prosthetic ended up using the tube and blowing on it, and that's why it looks like the blood is bubbling. Wow. It ended up being an iconic scene, and it was <laughs> so. That's funny. Yeah, I thought that was cool. All right, the shower. Did you yeah. know in the shower? The what? The hand. There was a hand like floating in the shower. Yeah, first. yeah. Um, I thought that was like that was very good, building some stress. So, killer again, very smart movie. Killer leaves, follows the girl to the bathroom. Yeah, hides in the shower. It's smart. I just thought it was clever the way the killer was moving. Mm-hmm. And I, then um, axe to the head. Yeah, the whole, like, you're by yourself. You can't get the sink to work. Classic horror movie thing. You know, as the viewer, not to look in the shower. What's she do? do? She looks in the shower. She dies. She's like, is that Lorene? I think that was the name of her friend or something like that. She was like, is that you? Like, no, girl, that is not your friend. And then, like, what's that, what's that conversation like, too? Like, Hi, yeah, I, see- I was just hanging out in the shower trying to spook you. <laughs> Well, it's, it's like I'm out of the shower getting dried off or whatever. What are yeah. you doing here in your underwear? Oh, you know, I just did it with Joe in the other, in the other room, right? It was Kevin Bacon, all right? <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> oh, man. Either way, awkward conversation, even if it is a friend. Even if maybe, it is a friend. Maybe you talk about it in the morning, you know? Gossip yeah. then. But at this point in time, like, she's obviously, like, on edge a little bit, so – Maybe not right now. <laughs> and then it flashes to the camp director, who has been – he said he was going to run a small errand. It is now pitch black at nighttime, and he's just hanging out at the diner getting a meal. Yeah. And that's when they show that he has the same Jeep, which I was like, oh, they're trying to pretend he's the killer. Yeah, that, that was a good uh, curveball. Yeah. Um, but that that also, like – Right away when they showed the Jeep, I was like, okay, like he's got the same car. He's either he's either working with someone or it's not him because we got people dropping dead already back at camp while he's having a meal. So you're like, that kind of cancels him out. It does cancel him out. So it's like either somebody borrowed his car or it's like his wife or something, but it can't be his wife because he had a thing going with the artist. So yeah. – 
we don't know who it is. Somebody took his car or it's not him. That was my thought. Then I think the next girl goes missing. We don't see her die. She just, she goes off somewhere, right? And then she just vanishes. We got it. This is a big series of events here. All right. I, I skipped a lot in my notes there. I was just like, what's going on here? Well, I think, um, so this is when they play strip poker. Oh, this strip monopoly. Yeah. Strip monopoly. Great game. Uh, I yeah, love never heard of that. Yeah, just, you know, roll the dice. Oh, I got doubled. That means you take off your clothes. Like, great game. Great game. Yeah. So they're drinking, they're smoking, they're playing the game, right? Artist girl does not remove any clothing, okay? The entire time. She's a little uptight. She doesn't know about it. Whatever. Um, she's, drawing, uh, she's drawing the camp director naked, but she's, she's uptight. Yeah, she, she's not sure about it, okay? The other two, guy and the girl, I don't know their names, they're both in their underwear, okay? Yep. The girl remembers that a window was open at her cabin, right? You're in the middle of the woods. Nobody's been at this camp all year. Who cares if a window's open? Honestly, not a big deal. My biggest issue with this scene, though, is she just took all her clothes off. All she puts on is the rain jacket. I'm leaving my clothes behind, and I'm going to bed. What is the deal here? Do you not want your clothes anymore? Is that an invite for the dude to follow you back because you don't want to put him on? What What is going on here? I I did not understand it because she did then put on a nightgown. So yeah, she put a nightgown on, but she left her clothes in the... No, no, she folded up her clothes and took them with her. Oh, my. I didn't see her take her clothes with her. I thought she just left them on the floor or whatever and was like, I'm out in my underwear. I would have understood that. that see, that I would have gotten. I would have been like, all right, no. you keep these. I'll be back later because I don't want them to get wet. But she folded them up and just carried them away. I was like, okay. But I, I was like, even if even if playing that game, like if, if I were to play that game and I had to go walk through the rain, I would put my clothes on still. Yeah, I'd probably put my clothes back on too. You're just gonna make- be twice as cold in the rain. Yeah. And then Sean, what do you do after you leave your your strip monopoly game? You gotta go to the bathroom. But where's the killer right now, Sean? We already know. Yeah. Killer's in the bathroom. Well, she dies like the generator turns on. Or like all the lights turn on and we don't know how she dies. Yeah, but we but then she runs away, I think, right? I don't know. She she was just gone. She was just gone. But then it cuts back to the camp director. And he's getting a ride back from a police officer. Yeah. But the cop can't make it all the way to camp because he gets a call from town. Which is why he starts to walk. Yeah. Ooh. Theory. Right, because yeah. we know how this killer is smart and moving around. Killer mm-hmm. sees the cop lights, gets into the car, goes to drive away. Who does she find at the front? Uh, the camp counselor, so she, uh, the camp director. So, she, so the murderer kills them. Yeah, that's that's probably what happened. I think that makes the most sense. Like, the, she's I mean, like, especially because right. in this movie, it has been literally like you can clearly follow the path mm-hmm. of the killer. You're right. So, I think that makes sense. All right. Where are we? I said the storm adds discomfort at this point because you're hearing the storm. You're picturing yourself going out in your underwear, getting rained on. Oof. Yeah. Um, oh, also, so the girl, when she was running away from the killer, she ran and literally, like, if you watched it, I thought this was clever placement. It could have been an accident. She backs up and literally her chest, the center of her chest was lined up with where the target was. 
I'm sure oh, that's kind of cool. I'm not sure if they did it on purpose, but I was like, oh, it's because she's the target. <laughs> uh, I thought that was clever. And then they find the bloody axe. Yeah. And this I, this is when I knew mistakes were coming for real. You mm -hmm. got a bloody axe. You haven't seen your friends all night. And you had, I, I don't, I guess nobody warned them about the crazy stuff. Yeah. This is what I say. Like, you can tell they're both on edge. They're a little bit nervous. I say, take the axe with you. If I'm in that situation, I'm on edge. It's raining. I can't find my friends. I'm taking the axe. I would have also taken the axe. Um, I think that's, I don't know why they didn't do that, honestly. I don't, like, classic horror movie right here. <laughs> bloody axe in your friend's bed is like a clear, she's dead sign. Yeah. Yep. So, so I say we, we take the axe. No brainer. Yeah. No brainer. You're taking yeah. the axe. Uh, but they so this, don't. This is when they start walking around looking for phones and stuff. And this is also when they mention that it's Friday the 13th and a full moon. Yeah. And they find that all the electricity is shut off now. Yep. All the phone lines are cut. Um, and there's basically no way to contact anybody. They're stuck there. And then the guy goes to try to fix the, the generator because he, he thinks that they're out of, like, yeah. propane or something. He and What? He vanishes then. Yeah, he right? vanishes. So it's it's just the girl. And she's, like, asleep at this point for Taking a little a nap. bit. All my friends are dead. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Gets up. This is what uh, I thought was actually kind of interesting. This is when she makes her instant coffee. Yeah, that was weird. I thought, see, you thought it was weird. I thought it was a creative way to build stress because well, we know something crazy bad is about to happen, right? We know there's a killer on the loose. She's still kind of clueless for some reason. And it's literally the whole time that she's getting, making this coffee, I'm, I'm getting stressed. I'm like, yo, it's going to happen any second now. Well, a little bit, but I, I thought she was doing it to relieve her stress. That's also what it was. It was her relieving stress, building the audience's stress. Yeah. But it was great. I thought but she, she wasn't. Was, she was shaking the whole time. She couldn't screw the lids on correctly. Yeah, I don't know if she actually just didn't know how to do that. Uh, or I agree. When, it when could have been she was nervous or she was just bad. When she screwed the lid on for the coffee, I was like, okay, wait, what is this? Come What's on. going on here? <laughs> screw it all right. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, I think this is when she heard a kid's voice yelling. Um, yeah. Help, help, help. I was like, what's going to happen? Um, I had also already seen the movie by this point, by the way. I'd, I'd seen it. This is my like second or third time watching it. But I this is why I can look at it more critically, I feel like. Yeah. Um, oh, I looked at it critically. <laughs> so this is when she runs away and blocks the door with everything that she has. Because I think this is when she starts finding bodies, right? She found she found the boy's body that was hung in the generator room. And yeah. then she runs back and she barricades the door. But barricading the door pissed me I'm off out. too. She what? tied the door because it's yes. open. Yes. Then now you can be pissed off because this is where it was just dumb as shit. This is why it pissed me off because it's, a, it's an open away from you door. So she tied it so you can't pull it away from the house and open. But then she barricaded it from the inside. So all you got to do is climb over everything. 
but it was like two, three feet high, the barricade. So you really just got to step over it if you get the door open. Maybe it'll fall on the guy when they come in. Yeah. And then that was the best uh, I could get around that one. Yeah. I, I wasn't see. I was like, maybe like slowing down by a couple seconds. I don't know. Um, but then uh, they threw her friend's body through the window. Yeah. And I get that she was shaken up at that point. But now she's got the advantage because old lady didn't come out swinging. Like, she wasn't she wasn't there to fight. She was just there to intimidate. You're in the kitchen. Grab the biggest knife you can and go out there to, to kill. All right, time you know out. Some, what? If you go out there and see an old lady, are you going to be afraid? I'm not. We're going to be honest. I, I definitely would have been in a bad place. I would have been like, oh, hey, yeah, actually, all my friends are missing. I need help. Can I get in your car and we leave? Okay. If there is, like, a less than 10-minute window before seeing my friend's dead body thrown through the window, doesn't matter how old the lady is, I'm going to be asking questions. And I'm holding the knife with me or the axe with me, and I'm ready to kill still. I'm like, we got to leave. That would be my thought. I'd be like, hey, old lady, you're innocent. You just pulled up. We got to get out of here. Yeah, that's, I would be that way too, but the knife is coming with me. Knife is coming I, I, with me, and I'm not like not giving them an inch of space either. Yeah. See, I thought the like when she was in the kitchen, grabbed the little pitchfork. I was like, that's a nice add-on. That's a good. That's a good weapon she got there. I said that that was the best weapon that she had at that point. Yeah, definitely. I was still, I was disappointed, but it was as good as she could find, apparently. Yeah, but we'll take it. Oh, also, I put this one in quotes, too, because she was talking to old lady, whatever, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Voorhees. And Mrs. Voorhees says, quote, I'll take care of you. And I was like, she's going to – you know what that means. She's not talking about saving your life. She's talking about killing you. Yeah. Uh, she mentioned that – so sex equals death because the camp counselors were having sex when Jason died. He drowned because they weren't paying attention to him because they were having sex. Well, this is what I was saying the whole time. It, this, this whole movie can be summed up in a 30-second couple sleeps together, couple dies. Couple sleeps together, couple dies. Couple looks like they're going to sleep together, probably will, and then they die. <laughs> and then the one girl who doesn't – I shouldn't say that because Annie, in the beginning, she died, and she didn't get any action. Yeah. There's not even well, a lot of She got a butt grab. That yeah. Happen. So that's that was my prediction at the at the end. I was like, "This is what this movie is." And then the one girl who didn't get any action, she she left alive. But she had to put up a fight though too. Yeah. Uh. So when she was getting attacked, I thought it was like the opposite of Psycho because the mom. Uh, you haven't seen Psycho. No, I haven't. Uh. All right. We'll close your ears, Sean. But basically, <laughs> the mom had the kid inside of her which I thought was kind of cool. Another thing, you know the... No. Yeah? No, that every time there was about to be a kill, there was like... Yeah. So that's supposed to say, kill, 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 ma, ma, ma. That's what the guy that made the noise said it was supposed to be. So the old lady, what's her name? Mrs. Voorhees. Do we have a first name? Mrs. Voorhees. <laughs> She's got like a multi-personality disorder. Yep. Because 
she flips back and forth from grandma to her son. And just regular like, mom. <laughs> just a, yeah, but she she's old. Like she would be a grandma now if Jason wasn't yeah. dead. But um, she keeps going back and forth, talking to herself, like kill them, mom, kill kill them, mom. Yeah. To, Don't worry, Jason. I'm gonna take care of this girl, and just start talking. I also love how like she was just gonna bitch slap her to death. Okay, that was I was I was like. Imagine this. This girl is like 18 years old and she looks like in, she's in decent shape, you know? Yeah. Um, and an old lady in her 60s is just slapping you. And you know that the old lady killed your friends. I'm like, get up and start a fight. This old lady is no joke just slapping you around. Yeah. Um, and then you finally get away from her, right? And instead of finishing her off, you run and hide in the pantry. Yeah, with, like, a little, like, half knockout. Like, she's unconscious for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. That 30 seconds in the gun room, too, okay? Okay, well, she Take couldn't them. get the gun, all right? She couldn't get it to work. She's got the back of the gun, though. Yeah, okay, smash her brains in. Take it. Just finish the job. All right. Now she's in the pantry, right? This is, yes. again, one of the scenes that I think was great. You hear Mrs. Voorhees walk away. You see our main girl, whatever her name is, Alice, I yeah. think, sitting there. It's silent, and then you see the door handle turn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, quality. And then, boom, Mrs. Voorhees chopping down the door straight out of The Shining, which apparently came out the same year. I'm not sure which came out first. But I was like, there's a direct parallel with like the whole – and then she puts her face in like, I'm coming. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Um. I like how she put her face in. Yeah, so did I. I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, especially because I like I didn't I don't think the shining was out yet, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I said I would have finished her off, right? She cause she again in the kitchen got got away from her. That's when I would have finished her off. First time I'd have been like, This is just a crazy old lady. The second time I'd have been like, She's not quitting, I'm gonna kill her. Yeah, me too. And she dropped like a machete there. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that when she had a real weapon, yeah. No doubt. I was like, there's her to death. She's killed someone before. There's been intent for her to kill me. And now she's half unconscious on the ground with a machete. Mm -hmm. Easy, easy. Close your eyes, finish the job, run. Instead, where do you run, Sean? You run to the beach. Yep. The beach of the lake. This is the final battle, which I thought, honestly, not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I didn't dislike it. And then I didn't, boom, head gets cut off. Yeah, I, I thought the head coming off was kind of funny. Um, I didn't dislike it either, but that's because I would have had a real problem if there was another fight after that. Yeah, no, I would have been pissed if there was another fight. Yeah. And then she does the only thing that I think makes sense. Get in the yeah. middle of the lake. Yeah, nobody can get to you, whatever. I see. I would have probably hopped in the middle of the lake a little bit earlier, um, but I mean, if you wanted to fight to the death and then go into the middle of the lake, personally, after I had killed the old lady, I probably would have went back, moved the dead body out of the car, and then driven away. Yeah, I don't think I would have been like, "Ah, oh, let me hang out in the middle of the lake for a bit." Yeah, that's true. I would have taken the car, gone to town, been out. Yeah. All right, Sean. Now comes the big, the big jump scare. 
Yeah, so Jason apparently climbs out of the water and pulls her under, and then she wakes up in, like, that hospital bed, and they, yeah. and she says the story, and everybody's like, no, nobody was there to, to there was nobody else there. They searched everything. So right? this wasn't written as a series yet. Uh-huh. In your mind, did you think it was a dream sequence, or did you think this unholy child arrived well there wasn't there wasn't enough to tell okay i didn't get enough of her story and i didn't get enough of what the police did i couldn't they said when the police like brought you in or got you out of the lake when she was in the lake in the boat yeah i can't tell if the police got her in from asleep on the boat or from under the water that would have been a big – if she was under the water, I'd 100% be like, yeah, the guy is real. If they specified in the boat, it was 100% a dream. Mm-hmm. But we don't have either of those, and I think that's a detail that can't really be left out to make a decision. I kind of think that was the point, though, because you were kind of like, ooh, is it mystical or is it just the mom going nuts? Yeah, so, that's, that's what I thought, too. It, but it considering there are sequels, I think all the death at the camps brought – brought the demon or the evil child back to or the not evil i don't think he was evil they just brought the kid back to to life to become evil and seek revenge maybe Uh, maybe the death of his mom set him free yeah he's no longer living inside of his mom that's that multi-personality yeah he became himself he was close enough to the lake that he was able to just suck back into his body yep so have you ever heard of and then there was none no Okay, well, it's an Agatha Christie book where it's kind of set up the exact same that this is set up that there were 10 people. Mm-hmm. And then one by one, they keep dying. And it's sort of like, who's the killer? And it's one in the group. Mm-hmm. Same vibe that this gave off. Uh, if you haven't seen it, can't talk about that much. <laughs> um, so uh, give, me, give me a rating. Give me a rating strong. and explain to me why you think that's your rating. Out of 10. All right, wait, wait, wait. We gotta. We we we, you we, could, skip, we skipped you one could, very important thing. The oh, go for scene. it. The snake scene. Oh, this was such an overreaction. <laughs> what? All right, so that scene was not in the script ever. Yeah. They they the campers were like the people that were filming actually lived on the camp. Yeah. During filming, and a snake went into their their like room, and they were like, "Oh shit!" And then the, the director was like, "Yo, we should we should make this part of the movie." And they just added it in. Also, that was a real snake. Wow. Animals were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, that that was my last little my little fun fact. All right, Sean, you ready for my rating? I if you say ten out of ten, you have no more. I all of your future scores are discredited. Well, you asked me last time what a seven is. Uh-huh. This is a seven. What did you give Caligari? I gave it an eight. I gave Caligari an eight. This is a what? seven. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I give Caligari like three and a half. I think you gave it. Yeah, you might have. No, you gave it like a. I think you gave it four and a half. Whoa! I gave Caligari a four and a half. Yeah, I also looked up a little bit about Caligari. We might have been a little wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> That's old news, man. That's, That's old, old news. news. What's your rating, Sean? Wait, wait. So why do you say – all right, I'll give my rating. I'll give my rating. 
I was being that Caligari was a four and a half. I can't go four and a half again because this was easier to watch than Caligari. What are we thinking? Uh, five and a half is my absolute max. All right. He said five and a half. That's that's the best I could possibly do, and that's a stretch. I should have rated Caligari like a two because <laughs> this belongs at like the three and a half point. <laughs> IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes both gave it a 6.4. Yeah. So is, I don't think that's a great score. I don't think it's great either. Uh, the only reason why I gave it the seven is because clearly it became a successful franchise, right? Well, 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 I just because it's successful and sells a lot does not mean that it's good. All right. I also really liked the voyeuristic view that it was giving. Okay. Wish was really creative. Now we're the, talking. The setups for who was the killer with the <laughs> the, the axe in the beginning, yeah. with the crazy guy Ralph being in the the cabinet um and then i think the guy shooting the arrow at the girl uh ned shooting the arrow at her there were mm -hmm. a lot of different ways that this could have gone uh i had already seen it so i already knew uh, a lot of the <laughs> foreshadowing that it set up again that that her being the target i thought mm -hmm. it was clever the door handle yeah uh the, the fact that the killer actually made sense following a trail you know i i will I, admit that those are all very good points. I, I just feel like the gore, want, the effects, the the, the gore, the the Kevin Bacon neck. Yeah, yeah. That's where the star alone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just feel like, like it, it's not something that I would rewatch anytime soon, and I went into it like, like looking to take it in and like kind of feel like i'm like part of the movie right yeah and it would have gotten a higher score if i went into it like going for like cheesy horror movie angle yo this is what made cheesy horror movies though exactly like, this and is that's... the first like it was like boom a camp horror film this is the camp horror film yeah and i have no no doubts that that it's like iconic movie huge deal and like that's that's great good for them and i understand it completely but like i didn't go into it expecting cheesy horror movie you know okay. yeah i went into it thinking like honest attempt at a horror movie but if this movie came out in 2021 every person in the world would be like this is the most garbage film i've ever seen it is too cheesy too predictable i would never watch this I mean, you can't predict that Mrs. Voorhees is the killer because she was never in the movie, which is also no. a thing that you could argue is, like, bad storytelling because you the, they mentioned the fact that a kid had drowned, and then, again, they didn't mention Jason until, like, an hour and 16 minutes into the movie. Well, the whole time I was wondering, like, like what's the deal with Jason? What's, does this kid even matter? Like, I know that Jason is, like, like that's a topic for Friday the thirteenth. Like I, I know that that's a thing, but yeah. Why why is why do they mention him and nothing ever happens? Yeah, that that's true. Uh you know, they didn't even they weren't originally gonna have Jason jump out of the water either. Oh wow. 
they added that in late in the game. It wasn't in the script, and it was by uh, it was because that I you probably haven't seen Carrie, have you? No, no. Uh, but there's a scene at the end of Carrie where something similar happens apparently, and they were like, mm. like, like we got to add that because that would be like a great final jump scare, especially because the music you know lulled us to like we're like oh everything's safe. Boom, Jason. They were like we need one more scare like that. So, well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess five and a half is kind of fair. If I look at it from the cheesy horror movie angle, it goes up in my book. But like I said, I didn't. I, w- I was like, I knew it was like a huge, like big deal of a horror movie. Yeah. I, didn't exp- I didn't like want it to be cheesy because it was such a big deal. So my question is, this movie came out. We watched it. Would you watch Friday the 13th too? No. So next Friday the 13th, our podcast episode will not be on the second movie. No way. <laughs> You're no. like, no, we'll cover, we'll cover the Knights Templar. Like <laughs> any, any movie that has 12 movies in the same series yeah. is not good. Ha- See, but like you can very much say it has to be good. No. Look, and, th- and this is like a whole... We, I mean, we could talk about this this whole topic for an hour. Star well, Wars original trilogy. <laughs> I know the original trilogy was great. The next three kind of fell off. The three after that, I, I mean, they were out of ideas. That well, I think Star Wars has twelve currently in the franchise. There are twelve now. Yeah, you got the three OG. You got the three new series. Then you got the three newest series, and then you have the Han Solo movie, you have Rogue One, and then... Han Solo and Rogue One are not part of the main storyline. Okay, so you're not counting those ones. Those don't count. I'm not, I'm not counting those. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. In that case, just the nine. Still, but too much. It falls off. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. the, the most recent three Star Wars movies were just – they were okay. Not great. Very much for, like, wow value. That's uh-huh. that's all they were. They just made them to made them to cash in. Yeah, it was cheap, cheap, easy to make money. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's that's what I, I think when I saw how many Friday the 13th there were, I was like, okay, like, the first one was probably really popular. And then they cashed in pretty big on, like, the next two or three – and they were just milking it by five, six, seven, eight plus. So one of them in the franchise, they cross over with Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. which I've heard is also a very good movie. I actually saw the first one. It was pretty good. Okay. Um, but this movie is so because I know you, 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 don't really, uh-huh. you don't really like this movie. This movie is actually not like, like a critically ranked movie. Like people are like, this movie is not good. They say yeah. that it's good for what it did to the horror genre for slasher films. But mm-hmm. besides that, they're like, this movie's not that great. Well, like the, the story, my, one of my issues too was I, throughout the movie, I was like, whoever this is, they deserve to die because of their bad decisions, right? Which sets up every cheesy horror movie ever afterwards. Yeah. But this would have been so much better if I had some type of backstory or connection to literally anyone in this movie where I could feel some type of sympathy when they died. So a lot of people said that you should watch the second and third Friday the 13th movies and then watch this one. 
Yeah, but I'm not. I don't want to watch prequel movies to understand this one better. When you go to watch one movie, I need that to be enough so that I feel for the main characters at least. You don't want to build on it. You're like, it's not like you're you're not going to watch a TV show and then wait for episode five for that the show to get good. You want it to be good on episode one. Well, no, it's, a TV show has that like longer format where they can do that and yeah. and make you like characters and hate them. But in a movie, you should be able to to like at least relate enough to the characters or get enough of a backstory where you can see where they're coming from or understand why they're there. You know, well, they made you hate them and then you killed them. They then they died. So I didn't, like, I didn't hate them though. I was just like I was just like I don't know these people. I got. No oh, connection to them whatsoever. Not. Yeah, I just didn't care. I literally was like, well, that's a dumb decision. You deserve it. You got it coming. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And while not knowing their name, too. That, that, was, that was why it got yeah. the lowest score. Like, I, I feel like it, it, they could have done that a little bit better. But, I mean, you're right. It really did a lot for the horror movie industry. Because I can definitely think of how everything's been based off of that. Yeah, like when you're watching, you're like, oh, I've seen this before. Like, yeah. oh, they, they've done this somewhere else. Oh, yeah. okay. So I give them a lot of credit for that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I like you. I mean, what, a, a four and a half for you? That's pretty. I said, I said five and a half. Five and a half's not bad, Sean. That's like, and if I look at it, if I went into it, like we're watching a cheesy horror movie tonight and I'm going to get drunk and laugh at this, it's a great movie. It's perfect. <laughs> Would like, recommend for getting hammered and laughing. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what I, I went into it as. You know, I was so that's that's why I got the score. Got you're trying to you were trying to take a look at it. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. You can email us at the wysk podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, we're we're on Apple Podcast now, Spotify. And also on YouTube. So I will link the opposite ones in the descriptions of whatever it is. So if you're on YouTube, I'll have the description for a podcast links in there and then vice versa. We're also on Google Podcasts. And various <laughs> other odd podcasts that, that I don't know <laughs> the name of. Yes. But uh, that's what you should know about Cheers. Friday the 13th. Cheers, guys. Have a good one, everybody. Happy Friday the 13th.